0: Hey, welcome to episode 80 of the THODcast, Conversations About Animation. I'm your host, Philip Elke, coming to you from Northern Minnesota. Today we're talking some Mortal Kombat and to help me slay the numerous foes standing in our way, it's my brother coming in from Twin Cities, Minnesota. Hey Dawson, how's it going?
1: Hey man, going pretty good.
0: All right, so I just saw Mortal Kombat yesterday. Uh, <laughs> it's on so HBO Max. Yeah, first time. Um, and I, uh, I guess I had seen the first Mortal Kombat movie from nineteen ninety five. Otherwise, I'm pretty uh, and much a neophyte when it comes to a lot of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, Kombat.
1: this this franchise. I was gonna ask you. Um, uh yeah, how how invested are you in it?
0: <laughs> um, I really love the name Sonia Blade. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm, cool. There's there's some mm-hmm. cool iconography. Um, but I mean, I've never played a Mortal Kombat game. Um, I you know? <laughs> I finally have actually. So I
1: my history with Mortal Kombat goes back maybe one year. Other than just generally knowing that it is one of the most beloved old fight i mean it's like the the quintessential fighting game from the 90s and my, my understanding of the history of it comes entirely from video game donkeys like 10 minute comedy video about the history of mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. how edgy it was in the 90s and um mm-hmm. and i i love the vibe of it and you know uh <laughs> Um, but I actually have played the modern iterations of the games. My brother-in-law, Luke, is really into it and really into the lore okay. and the story, and he's like, it's awesome, you know, the <laughs> shi rai and the Lin Kuei, um, and Outworld and Netherrealm and Shinnok And It's, it's yeah, very it's,
0: involved. It's, it's actually qu- quite sci-fi, I would say. Yes,
1: I which I had no idea yeah. about. So when I finally started to learn all this and... And the Mortal Kombat games, the modern ones, I mean, they they look gorgeous and they're super fun uh, to play. So mm-hmm. um, I was really excited. I, I didn't know they were making this modern adaptation until I saw a trailer for it like a month ago. It was not, I had no idea at all. Um, and I loved how the aesthetic of the film looked like it was really capturing that mm-hmm. clean, deeply, richly textured aesthetic of the modern games. So mm-hmm. um, I have also seen the 19 it's a 1995
0: film, you said. Yeah. All <laughs> W.S. Anderson who went on to do the, a bunch of the Resident Evil films. He's sort of uh, been the he's the Kevin Feige of the Resident Evil film franchise. And that was the glory days of
1: New Line Cinema too. My yeah. times have changed. <laughs> um and this was still
0: New Line, which is really cool. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the whole yeah, Umbrella um who who does own Warner Media now? Um AOL, Time Warner, <laughs> um, is it AT&T, is or are they Universal? No, Comcast is Universal. Am AT&T is uh, is Warner Brothers, slash Warner Media, slash HBO, slash okay. New Line. Okay. Um, it gets confusing because uh, Harry Potter is, you know, you uh, Warner Brothers property, but they got the big park at Universal Studios.
1: yeah the hierarchy man that none of that stuff makes any sense to me even when i start to think i have a grasp it it falls apart um
0: i was able to watch this yeah in the comfort of my own home i don't know did you go to movie theaters i did i
1: did go to movie theater i actually the i um a a crazy thing happened to me so i had to cancel on plans to go see it but my my friend and or no my wife and brother-in-law they went anyway Hmm. and then my thing ended up ending early so i Uh sped over to the movie theater and i got in uh, about a half hour into the film um (laughs) and i think honestly i liked the movie a lot more when i left the theater from that truncated experience with it with like no beginning Mm -hmm. than i did when i went back and saw the whole thing Mm -hmm. in the context uh i don't know um we'll see if i can maybe try to somehow articulate on that as we get into it but
0: Um, Yeah, I I haven't been following the reception of this movie much at all. I mean, I haven't either. There's a lot of (laughs) hype leading up to it. It, it, It's listed popularity number one uh, of all the movies on on uh, IMDb in terms of their like popularity analytics. Well, good. (laughs)
1: I'm glad. I want this movie to sell gangbusters, and I want a (laughs) sequel, and I want the. I'd, it'd be cool to have a trilogy again yeah. like remember trilogies of films
0: um <laughs> it's setting up for that um i i maybe i don't know why i hate citing the imdb rating cuz it is trash but um you know 6.3 so that's that's not great that um, doesn't surprise me though um and it, i mean it
1: could be worse for a film uh mm-hmm. <laughs> what, I'm, Philip, I'm, yeah. what 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 was your overall impression
0: i mean i really enjoyed it comment. i like it really kicked butt at the end uh, when you got um, we I was just uh, getting his name straight, Hiroyuki, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada Son- or Sonata. Um, well, was- if you and under the Google search for Hiroyuki Sanada,
1: you find the question, Is he related to Yukimura Sanada? <laughs> and when you click the drop down arrow, it says, Yes, in fact, very remotely. Um, and his ancestor okay. was a chief retainer of the Sa- of the Sanada clan. So Sanada, Philip, yeah, that's a famous. Year. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, this goes a back samurai to samurai
1: warrior the, legend.
0: Yeah, samurai warriors. The um, the what do they refer to that as? the Warring states. The Sengoku era, the Warring States. Yep. Sengoku, um, there's that's a big, a popular genre in in japan um and so there's sengoku which is that period in was it the late 1600s early 1700s something like uh
1: that? late 15 mid to late 1500s to the early 1600s or or okay. mid I, I you could probably say mid 1500s to mid 1600s and then you get the tokugawa shogunate from
0: there sure yeah um lots of hero you know nobunaga oda you know is a famous name from that Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- I- Ieyasu Tokugawa. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Um, I mean, all those names, uh, that was quite the encyclopedia that, uh, <laughs> that we were run through, um, playing those samurai warriors, Koei, like beat up style games. Um, and dynasty warriors was the original, uh, franchise in that family, the and Koei,
1: um, uh, the Koei games, yes. Mm-hmm. The that's a Japanese company, Koei. They started making dinosaurs, which is based on Han China, and then they made samurai
0: warriors based on warring states. Um, Japan. Sengoku, but uh, the, the Chinese term is uh, Shin Sengoku, which is that similar, uh, I guess, I'm assuming genre. That warrior.
1: <laughs> the word warrior isn't is Sengoku it's tied up in that somehow.
0: I don't know, somehow there's a a distinction between the two where one refers to the the three kingdoms era in china but it drives a lot of pop culture in asia sengoku jidai means warring states period okay interesting
1: and Shin Sengoku means mm-hmm. uh
0: oh shinseng with an a yeah with an a shinsengoku okay. musuo. musuo yeah however you want to um yeah so I Know the we play a lot of video games growing up, we didn't really do the Mortal Kombat thing, you know, no, it was well, d- we it's not encouraged, <laughs> no, not at all. And I was gonna ask,
1: since you watched this at home, uh, did you watch this with uh, an audience? Oh, or no, just- I, I okay, just,
0: yeah, I watched it in the basement. Um, leave
1: leave grandma at home for this one. <laughs> uh, my father in law actually, like, he, you know, when we left, we were like, we were all amped about it, and he was chuckling, he's like. Yeah, that was pretty fun. You know, they could have done with a few less F-words, but, uh, you know, he gets a kick out of um, action and violence. So
0: the, uh, yeah, the graphic, I mean, it's living up to a reputation. Of course, the original film adaptation mostly eschewed that by opting for the PG-13 rating. Of course, that would have been through like studio mandate to help appeal. You know, these Mortal Kombat, of course, being a video game, video games were primarily marketed to kids around the time Mortal Kombat was originally released. And it was quite controversial. 1990 (laughs) was it the first Mortal Kombat? Something like that. that. I mean, I've probably mashed buttons on a couple arcade cabinets in my lifetime, you know, for Mortal Kombat, but like otherwise, like... I've never owned a game on console with the Mortal Kombat characters. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to find the, the publication date. Okay, 1992, the, the first Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet was uh, released to the public. Uh, designed by Ed Boon, John Tobias. Uh, I believe their names were featured prominently in the credits uh, following this uh, even current iteration um it
1: felt like it was made by either fans or people like game creators like people who are involved in the game um it had it had a good spirit to it i thought um wasn't as gratuitous
0: uh, as i thought it would be no and
1: and in my opinion it was fairly perfectly balanced i mean in the in the game um you because all right man all right with this so the trick with a Mortal Kombat movie is you have to make a movie based off of a game that consists entirely of one-on-one duels, mm-hmm. and so it's like, how are they going to do that? That's an exciting question to me. Um, and then y- you can't make a PG-13 Mortal Kombat movie. It's just not Mortal Kombat if it's PG-13. I mean, I, I the in, the original movie is is fun to watch because <laughs> it's fascinating and absurd, um, and. Really corny, obviously, but uh, I mean, you're gonna—it's gonna be corny in some way. It's gonna be campy in some way. So expectations for Mortal Kombat film—I didn't have any because it—it's just so absurd from the get-go. Uh, but every duel in the game can potentially end in just gregarious amounts of graphic and horrifying <laughs> violence. Um, oh, but sure. the duels themselves, like throughout, they're not—you know—it's there's blood and stuff, and then you can do these like devastating moves that like show some you know a pretty graphic injury or whatever but it's like you know the whole movie itself doesn't have to be a fatality the fatality is like the you know i mean it happens every well what am i what am i saying that's that's kind of
0: the well yeah the icing on the cake for players and fatalities is something that you can only achieve you know once you've I guess achieve the level of mastery of the <laughs> controls of the fighting mechanics. Right. Cause it doesn't, not all f- fights in mortal Kombat, the video game ended in fatality. You have to do That it, is correct. Yeah. I mean, um, complete a set of circumstances. I don't know.
1: Yeah. You, once you've defeated your opponent, they have a moment of where they're dazed and the round it'll, the victory will happen mm-hmm in like two or three seconds or something. So you have that two or three second window to hit a, cer- a correct combination of, of buttons to execute one of various finishing moves in the mm. in the current iterations of the games, yeah. um, or fatalities as they're called. Yes, Mortal Kombat is known for several iconic lines of dialogue and iconic characters and iconic moves that um, need to find their way into the film somehow but the question was always going to be like how fan servicey is this going to be and how are they going to execute it mm-hmm. um and i thought for the most part it was they executed it really successfully as in like when the fan service moments happened i was delighted and i and it not cringy i don't know what it, we can even talk about what those were or or mm-hmm. what or what I don't. I don't know. Sorry. I mean, I, I, I was I'm cool excited. with yeah. the
0: callbacks to the game. I, I genuinely like had no problems with it, and I don't know. I mean, just being um, rather uninitiated to the whole ethos I, or mythos. Um, you know, I'm, I I thought it was just kind of dumb fun, uh, but right. with some genuine like emotional stakes as well. I, I like the connection between. Like this new protagonist, uh, Cole Young, um, who I believe is just a completely new character. Yep, for this film, um, which, almost, was good, which was a good choice, I thought. Yeah, they put some thought into the conception. Where, like, I people will immediately question: Well, is this supposed to be Johnny Cage? He's fighting in a cage at the beginning. You know, he's an MMA fighter in this. You know, octagon style cage match type setting um but you know th- then but yeah you know, this movie is definitely setting up for sequels so it's like if you know and it was rumored i think prior to release that johnny cage wasn't going to be in the film so you had people whining about that um oh you, know, f- you have so the roster is
1: massive for these yeah. games and yeah they 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 add and drop characters depending on you know the given day mm-hmm. um so well,
0: yeah here is uh, the oh, shoot um yeah the complete roster of the 1992 Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet from Midway um it's you know john playable characters Johnny Cage Kano Leo, Liu Kang uh Raiden Scorpion Sonya and Sub-Zero um, okay, so they use all
1: the original roster, and then a few of the, and then several newer ones.
0: Yeah, uh, Johnny Cage wasn't in this film, but he'll be in the sequel. You know, provided they make a sequel, <laughs> and well, he's teased. Yeah, he's yeah. teased.
1: Um, there were a lot of teases actually, which you might not have noticed. Um, but every <laughs> there were several nods to characters that, if you are a fan
0: of the modern games, get you get you really excited um yeah I, I could see this not being what people expected because it it's a different plot line than I'm sure probably any of the games the actual Mortal Kombat um tournament is not featured but I mean man talk about theming and um I guess To get into spoilers a little bit, so spoiler alert, if you have not seen uh, Mortal Kombat from 2021, and I should say directed by Simon (laughs) McQuad, M-C-Q-U-O-I-D, so sorry if I butchered your name. He's probably some stunt, Um, let me click on his name here, Simon McQuad. A lot of times these guys go from like being stunt directors to, uh, to directors. Uh, But he has few, very few credits on IMDb. So I think he went from like doing music videos to this (laughs) or something.
1: Yes, there is a whole, I mean, you, there's a, you can find a lot of like footage online of, of gym of stunt gyms training, insane fight choreography with uh oh my goodness the the ropes to help you do the flips and stuff and land them uh Mm. everyone's attached to like cords and wires rigging rigging. yeah uh, fighters attached to wires and rigging and then and you can watch all day long these amazingly uh intricate fight Choreography where they're doing backflips and they're getting launched and thrown and you know spinning crazy. Uh and the fight, I I thought the fight choreography was awesome. There's probably a lot to nitpick uh if you really wanted to. I'm not going to take the, the kind of time to dig into all of it, but there were so many fights. And yes, it was kind of fun to see that they literally did make a movie where they found a way to make every fight a one-on-one. Um, the fights in the film look like fights in the game playing out where they're on like a stage with cool architecture um and fairly two-dimensional uh, even in scenes where you know there's a there's the one faction about to go to war against the next faction they mm-hmm. instead of all fighting each other in the same arena they do split up into into mm-hmm. one-on-ones um and you know whether it makes sense at a logical level i, I don't really care because it's just that's fine. I mean, that yeah, this, I ended a lot of disbelief for this film and I was fine with that. It's a it's it's Godzilla versus Kong. I was excited to see both these movies because mm-hmm. they're just shameless and nonsensical and awesome. Yeah,
0: they're these like elder spirits that have you know significant power. Um is is Raiden. An elder god, technically. He is an elder god, yes. He's the. Um, eld-
1: gar- uh, prote- well, yeah, I'm is He is the eternal god of thunder, protector of Earth realm. Yep.
0: Okay. Yeah, protector of Earth. Re- um, Shang Tsung, though, is like kind of an equivalent, but he's from the outer world, the outworld. Um, yeah, Shang Tsung is. <laughs> Uh, he's the main antagonist in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he's a he's a powerful evil warlock, demonic shapeshifter. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not referred to as a human on the <laughs> Mortal Kombat wiki. Uh, species <laughs> first timeline god. Um, that's that's Raiden. Um, interesting. It's pronounced Raiden, not Raiden, but. Mm-hmm. Probably attributed to like, uh, the, just this being kind of, a uh, Asian pastiche made by Americans, <laughs> sort of a, a martial arts sort of, uh caricature yeah.
1: you get a bunch <laughs> of just bruce lee like that whole just martial arts fanboys going oh my gosh like yeah
0: um that, yeah they took like stills of bruce lee and that's what stood in for Liu kang or something well or something i mean pr-
1: i wouldn't be surprised they definitely to i mean the whole the animation for the original game was a rotoscope martial artists, so real people just doing yeah. real martial arts that they rotoscoped
0: um, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like um, they didn't build these or paint these um, assets in a computer. Like they aren't three D models or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> photograph stills that they're given different poses or <laughs> are taken of different poses. Um, so yeah, a bit different from the uh, say main contemporary of this game, which was uh, Street Fighter. Um, and that's probably going to be given another inevitable cinematic reboot at some point. <laughs> um, but, uh, Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. That, that took a bit, a bit of a different tack. Um, in, in, um, in, in the, the characters are more conventionally anim- animated, uh, more 2d style. Um, uh, and definitely it's much more kid friendly game. Um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat, uh, you know that that original game just was known for the (laughs) the goofy looking uh sprites sort of full motion video as they called it when they used actual like uh yeah photographic or video elements in a video game (laughs) in the early days rarely seen nowadays um but then the the blood splatters that you got when you made contact with your enemy you know and then you had those, uh, crazy fatalities that were kind of a reward for diligent players. And I yes. wonder, like, was that something that there was any kind of tutorial on <laughs> maybe in those days TV commercials, probably not. <laughs> TV commercials, maybe had,
1: TV. Uh, <laughs> here's how you do the fatality. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's interesting. Um, when Goro says, I'm going to rip out your spine in this film, that's a reference to his like signature fatality. Sure. Um, Some of those other, some of those references uh, when, I mean the uppercut famously, like when you crouch in the original Mortal Kombat, Mm -hmm. like no, the standard, I I mean, you're, there's something about crouching and how it makes you like practically invulnerable. And then how the uppercut is like an unstoppable move. So when, (laughs) when the main character cole is fighting in the amateur mma pit uh Mm -hmm. in the beginning and his daughter who is like his corner coach is like use your uppercut that's a reference Mm -hmm. and then she he and then she says it again later when he's fighting another character and he uses the uppercut and it's awesome so that's a huge like fan service moment and Mm -hmm. uh when Liu kang is uh practicing um with kano in the or when he's sparring with Kano and Kano's being all tough, uh, Liu Kang does the the down spin kick where he just kicks his legs out from under him. Yeah, <laughs> and then he does it again, and then he does it again, which is a reference to spamming that move, which is pretty. <laughs> and and then I finally, he, like,
0: yeah, when uh, <laughs> he's about to do it, <laughs> or uh, you know he, he's faking him out a, on a third time, and <laughs> Kano just tries to jump to get away, uh, but. Uh, you know, then just as soon as yep. he lands, Kang kicks his legs out. From under. <laughs> yeah, Kano. I mean, I thought they kind of ah. nailed Kano's character, and Arcata like that. Yeah, awesome. This was whole, <laughs> the, you know, the the whole theme of like this prophecy of Mortal Kombat, and and you're set up for this premise that, oh, oh gosh, humanity has to win this tournament or else they're screwed. There's this these over. Um, hanging stakes, you know, the sword of Damocles yeah. or whatever. But um, instead, you know, Shang Tsung, you know, is um, he's paranoid about this prophecy that says that Earth will, in fact, be victorious in um, the upcoming Mortal combat. And so he's just, you know, taking out one by one the champions of Earth uh, outside you know illegitimately outside of mortal combat just because he's a total cheat um yeah but, but in doing so in in going about this you know campaign um this foolhardy you know mission that he's on he's only bringing serving to bring about the prophecy in the end so it's a it's a very like oedipal style like fable greek Mm-hmm. Tragedy structure, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like that. I appreciate it. <laughs> Some <laughs> classic literature uh, nods in. <laughs> He's trying to evade the prophecy, and by escaping
1: fate, he brings it about. Um, the the exposition, in my opinion, is like the is the weakest point of the film because it it happens so fast. It's they try to establish everything so quickly, and it's just confusing and you know um
0: they they try to saddle this poor actress jessica McNeil, oh yeah um, sonia with-
1: blade they give her everything and it, it's the classic scene of you know a boy that yeah the guy has no idea who he is in this world and then the the agent appears and says or the messenger appears and says you're the chosen one because you're one of the few who has this tattoo and the tattoo means that you're a warrior in the mortal combat tournament and here's what that is and there's been nine of them and she takes him into the room with all the the drawings and pictures and throughout history we've been looking for or like ever since me and Jax the other character have known about this we've been looking for warriors uh to show them the, like it, it was you knew what was happening without needing to like pay attention to the details just because the the imagery is so from you know, we know that she's inducting a new guy into a new thing and that mm-hmm. he didn't ask a whole lot of questions because like that would have been a waste of time because we've just seen this scene happen so many times before and the premise is so absurd that we don't it doesn't even really matter that much uh the, but because the, there there have been nine tournaments and mm. the 10th one is the one that, and oh. Shang Tsung and the bad guys have won nine tournaments. And if they win 10, then they get to do whatever they want. Um, and we don't, you know, see any like footage from those other tournaments. I mean, we, we just mm. see, uh, alu- we hear allusions to them and we. It's
0: like some uh, artwork. <laughs>
1: yeah. Some artwork and like architecture that seems to depict, you know, mm-hmm. statues of warriors at the tournament. And it's like, and that's all fine, you know. It's I, fine, it is. It's completely fine. Um, and you get that great- fight
0: in the beginning, the, the flashback to yeah, the medieval or feudal Japan. You know the yeah the the origin of these two of the most famous uh, Mortal Kombat characters, and and that becomes apparent fairly quickly.
1: Which and they weren't even necessarily alluded to being members of the Mortal Kombat tournament. That was that was a scene just depicting a rivalry between two clans, the Lu, the Lin Kuei and the Shirai Ryu. Um, and you know, setting because yeah, Bihan and Hanzo Hasashi, or Sub Zero and Scorpion, as they're known, their rivalry is like one of the most famous aspects of Mortal Kombat. But rarely do they, um, rarely are they that involved in the plot in an uh, in a oh my goodness, yeah. they don't have that much to do with the plot, but they're always there fighting each other, like
0: you know, okay. Um, um like, like, uh, what was I diegetic, <laughs> diegetic yeah, sure.
1: Um, and <laughs> er, like, and now we come to the bottom of the show where it's time to watch Sub Zero and Scorpion fight. <laughs> uh, and now back to the regular programming. Um, Interesting. something. Something along those lines is how I understand it. Uh, But their background is very cool in this movie. It's depicted awesomely and they're awesome. And I don't, I don't have a lot to say other than that. They're just awesome. But so when I came into the film the first time missing the whole beginning, I came in right when Liu Kang is walking down the tunnel and saying, you're the warriors and this is Raiden's temple. And I was like, I got it. Like I didn't. (laughs) And then it was so, it was so sudden like thrust into what was going on that it was delightful and i didn't even necessarily well yeah like i I didn't miss much from the exposition like honestly when i saw it other than the gorgeous and awesome opening in feudal japan um and the fight between scorpion and Mm sub-zero which was great i didn't miss out on a whole lot it felt like um and it was kind of
0: fun whatever Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah, you got the all, all the classic kind of callbacks to the original game. Uh, you know, I was fine with Liu Kang, you know, saying fatality <laughs> at the end of his fight. It's like, oh,
1: I was going to ask you know, about that. Moments, we were you know? confused. So when Liu Kang says flawless, uh, sorry, when.
0: Oh, and Kano or no. When Kung um, Lao Kung... says,
1: says flawless victory. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. That was awesome. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, when Cabal falls, dies in battle against Liu Kang, the camera is on him when you hear "Fatality," and we. So both times we saw, it, we thought that was Cabal saying "Fatality," but then, then Liu Kang goes for, for, uh, for Kong Lao. So, is it is it Liu Kang saying "Fatality" for Kung Lao? Yeah. Okay, I, it has to be cuz that's the only thing that makes sense. It's that's <laughs> less lame, but the framing was weird and the I don't know, they could have they could have framed it better, I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it didn't seem like this was the most um polished film ever, certainly. Um but I, that but with know. the em- the, choreograph-
1: the choreography, the choreography.
0: I am it's so, all right, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it, they're, the fighting was good um, but yeah They
1: incorporated a lot of complex aspects in a really interesting way like um, the teleporting characters like Molina, you know they, they turn into purple and they teleport and they fly around and you mm-hmm. know it's like how how are you gonna make the fights feel like they can feel in the game, which is like extremely visceral using crazy powers and in a lot of ways I, I think they nailed it. Um, as good as like a, a live action film can get, certainly.
0: Mm-hmm. They must have probably spent countless days, you know, just accomplishing these various scenes and you know, it's not a very expensive cast. Um, just a lot of kind of newcomers. Yeah, um, no knowns pretty
1: much. Um, which I like.
0: You know, this Jessica Mackney, she has been in the Meg, um chips. Oh you know, <laughs> Chips from from australia uh she was great to t- find kano josh Lawson. kano is like supposed to be australian he says mate right yeah yeah, yeah he's he's australian <laughs> um yeah he's from yeah. You know, this actor uh josh lawson they might they probably filmed in australia maybe they did actually uh, okay, yeah, okay at
1: the end um they was a big film australia thanks filmed on location in australia which explains why a lot of the the landscape shots which i assumed were the green screen the the trend you see with green screen filming um where there's like a couple characters interacting but they're in this like massive room or exterior that is very bland mm-hmm. um that's what i thought they were doing but it mm-hmm. probably wasn't green screen it was probably just australia
0: <laughs> no exactly the outback so. desert the desert yeah some cool desert scenes the the big um junkyard set you know it's, um you know, where sonia has her base that was supposed to be in what like ohio or something um how was it i, I didn't know what did he I... say yeah um macad brooks macad brooks uh, he's uh american he's from texas he's been in desperate housewives true blood supergirl I thought he did a good job. It's Dax yeah. or Jax. Jax. Yeah. <laughs> Jax. And uh, I was wondering, you know, genuinely invest in like how they would bring that character in, not, you know, leave him on the short end of things. Cause like, you're constantly wondering, you know, how, how are they going to deal with this? Um, you know, who has the Arcana sigil? And yeah. you can of course acquire it through, uh, you know, killing someone who has that, yes. <laughs> which <laughs> um, is so awesome. <laughs> Sonia and Jax are you know military partners, um, I think they're maybe ex-military at this point. Ex-special forces, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now just kind of mercenaries. Um, but she, she no, Jax has the sigil. Sonia, Sonia does not. You know, the tattoo. Um, (laughs) is kind of a a weird concept you know like you'd think a word would get around that there's this weird uh, tattoo that shows up on people who killed certain people but yeah yeah, I guess that maybe (laughs) wouldn't make national news because that's like sort of very specific to this underground scene of (laughs) contract killers
1: yeah well a a lot of these premises still rely on A world that doesn't have the internet um and it's that's kind of one of something i think about in in modern storytelling that is just sort of sad it's like if this happened everyone would know about it in an hour as opposed to you know groups of people who are who are like we're odd and underdog misfits and but and it took forever but we all like somehow by chance like or by fate happen to find each other and get together and like you know, like the Harry, like Harry Potter wizards. You know, they could the the statute of secrecy has some real problems. in uh, it that the logical like next step of the world of Harry Potter is how in the world the muggles, uh, sorry, the wizards, deal with muggles and advancing technology because there's I don't know, you know how well they-
0: uh, you know I I think part of the problem with um with magical users is that like <laughs> they they probably you know would create a significant rift. I mean Legend of Korra explores this with the benders a little bit, but it, it could get so drastic to the point where like you know non magic universe users, you know muggles, <laughs> no mages, they uh, sort of genocided as many magic users as possible and to the point where you know it just magic users had to go completely underground and try to obscure their presence as much as possible, which meant like just having this general um, obscuring aura <laughs> that um, is imperceptible to most muggles. Yeah. That's
1: kind of how Percy Jackson actually does it. There's a, yeah. the mist um, is a, is an energy field, a magical energy field, basically that, shrouds all magical creatures from mortal
0: eyes yeah and it's just like a if it's in the name of survival then maybe it's plausible
1: (laughs) yeah that's yeah well and i mean the wizards hid themselves originally to to protect humans not to protect themselves uh but
0: uh, or more or less anyway i mean i'm because i'm sure magic users have a certain advantage that's why they would be so Uh, you know, violently hunted by humans, as they would, um, the humans that are maybe uh, fearful of magic and the powers that could, you know, wring out or, you know, (laughs) wreak havoc throughout the world, um, you know, must be repressed in some way. So, you know, use technology, use violence, do that yeah i mean i don't know it's uh <laughs> this is all very esoteric and you know potentially getting into like real world implications of people who believe in conspiracy theories and have all kinds of elaborate ideas like you see in in this film <laughs> when uh, Sonia's giving her exposition dump
1: yeah uh you don't get a good sense of how many people get this emblem that's another thing it's like how rare is this oh well and yeah. another <laughs> this film definitely has some has some flaws in my opinion it just from a pure narrative like logic sense that at least was hard for maybe i just have too small a brain or maybe i have too big a brain i don't know but um
0: well does, does she- everyone with an emblem get called to the mortal combat
1: like if there are more yeah people
0: out there the arcana you know
1: Raiden knew about, you know, Cole with the symbol. Presumably that symbol has been passed on, like through all the Hanzo-Hazashi bloodline, or maybe not, you know, maybe at one specific line, or maybe he just ended up with it when his grandparents didn't have it. Who knows? Uh, J- uh, Jax and Sonia have been looking for these mark bearers for a long time, presumably. Um, and then Jax finds Cole... And then Jax Jax fights Sub-Zero. Cole ends up with Sonya. And she's like, yep, we've been looking for people like this for the last, you know, who knows how long or whatever. Mm -hmm. When Liu Kang comes in, which is an amazing entrance because he's just walking uh, against the sunset, silhouetted against like a sunset in the Mm -hmm. desert. It's fantastic. Um, But he's (laughs) like, for the last seven years, I have been looking for mortals. Um, And he so then he finds in the middle of the desert as they're approaching Raiden's temple, Cole and Sonia, uh, and Jax is already there injured. And he's like, Oh yeah, I found Jax like hmm. today or yesterday. It's like, how did it, so you found Jax and then found these guys in the desert and you've been looking for people for the last seven years. Like how, what took you so long? Or like how many more? Uh, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. and There's well, an issue. There's an issue in general with like finding, this movie is all about finding people and getting people places and teleportation is something that both the villains have access to and Raiden has access to. Uh, so when the bad guys show up and fight the good guys and then the bad guys leave again, the good guys are like, we need to track them down and find them. And they have no trouble. Kano for some reason is back at the junkyard. Hmm. And then Raiden just tell telepo- Raiden teleports the good guys to the bad guys that they want to fight. And also the bad guys are all split up and they're in different locations. So they happen to be for whatever it's, it happens very suddenly. <laughs> it's very convenient ran it, it. I don't know. And I'm like, but I don't care with this movie. I don't care. I'm like, yes, let's just. Well, get the
0: <laughs> yeah. Like why um has. uh Liu Kang and Kung Lao um or, or why have they waited until now to start bringing in you know assembling the team if the mortal combat tournament is so soon because it's only supposed to be in like another month or so <laughs> when, yeah during the events i of mean movie.
1: maybe they have been look maybe people haven't showed up maybe the the mark hasn't manifested in many people maybe those people keep dying maybe they're unworthy maybe they've mm-hmm. tried training other people but for mm-hmm. sonia and jacks to be looking for these warriors and also for Liu kang and kung lao and the ride and temple folk to be looking for these warriors you'd think they would have found each other maybe but i mean um, the, yeah the story has to be about the time when they find each other so you know that's yeah when they find each other isn't that big of a deal but i mean seven years it's like you can you could give yourself you could help yourself out by like shrinking that amount of time or something i don't know
0: well they get the show on the road as of this film and uh, they have to awaken their arcana. Um, that's how they refer to it, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not like, um, you know, these characters who have the uh, the tattoo like they they all seem to be pretty competent fighters. Uh, from the get but they (laughs) have to learn how to master more complex abilities you know than than just mere fighting skills yes Um, so you're not born like cole is an exception
1: in that he's born with it but then other people acquire the mark mm -hmm. the tattoo mark whatever you want to call it but then from then they still have to discover their arcana which is their supernatural ability which comes from they uh, which comes they have to fulfill a certain something and I actually this I really like this I think this is really interesting and it's really cool thematically that like you know w- basically each character has to figure out what are they what they're fighting for and then really fight for that and then that's when the arcana appears so for Cole it's it's when he's forced to protect his family in a very real sense that he you know, sacrifices himself for his family. And then that's when he unlocks his arcana and Kano is just pure rage. So that's when his appears, which is, I love that, that, you know, um, that the arcana isn't a moral thing. It's, it's just, it's a personality thing, basically. Um, he takes and, the
0: quick and easy Sith route. Yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> um uh, and I love that Jack's like <laughs> his arcana directly empowers his technological. um it, What? Oh my gosh. His modifications, his enhancements, yeah like his, his arcana. It, it's not something that's purely associated with like the, the biological or soul of the person, like his arcana is like, Oh, you've got these robot arms. I'll make those. It doesn't regrow his arms or give him super, something it just makes his robot arms bigger and better which is funny that like a magic thing would give you a technological upgrade but it's awesome
0: it's yeah not functionally much different than what cole receives which is this very you know cool and and convenient but like also i would want this power which is just it's like impenetrable armor this iron man you know yeah it look, looks kind An of Aquaman. aquaman's yeah arm, yeah
1: he gets this Aquaman armor that um, I don't think this power exists in the game, but it actually is. It's kind of a cool idea. And I think it would be a fun character to actually play, which oh. is the more damage you receive, the more power you're able to channel into like weapon upgrades. So like you start as an ordinary fighter, like without weapons, but then as you take damage, you get bigger, better weapons. So um it, I, I don't know. That could be kind of fun. Like, as you lose health, you get more powerful. And there's a degree to which that exists already with like every character. Once you get down to like a low threshold of health, your um, like super move bar, you know, boosts rapidly. And that helps you kind of level the playing field potentially. But
0: anyway. Okay. um, Yeah, I could see that being a frustrating character to have to fight (laughs) that has this thick exoskeleton. But maybe there are characters already that have something like that. Um, yeah where instead of just, just having the same
1: the same stats throughout you're kind of like weaker at full health and then stronger at low health yeah. and maybe
0: balance it in know. other ways mm-hmm. um, all yeah, these armor games, is good yeah. armor
1: is always good kung lao uses his hat as a shield which is awesome because mm. the shields are good um kung lao's hat yeah. is amazing and i don't care When anyone says (laughs)
0: it's the most like violent moment in the movie, you know, is Kung Lao doing his signature, like sawing a body, you know, um bisecting a person in half. But like the most violent deaths in this movie are against monster characters. Mm -hmm. Um like reptile with the the heart (laughs) um getting pulled out by Kano. That was fun, you know, reptile Kano wins. Um Kano i was a little <laughs> like the head scratcher for me and the, like one of the few head scratcher moments for me um was like well why couldn't uh reptile have just like spit a bunch of acid on kano during this moment but uh oh <laughs> i guess he didn't yeah. think
1: to do that maybe he wasn't um, too much pain that's a good yeah uh
0: and then uh, yeah it was the do you remember the name of the harpy you know the the fury oh
1: natara natara anna Karenina, whatever mm-hmm. she looked very like russian
0: probably um, a newer the, character
1: the <laughs> yeah she's actually not uh, a mortal Kombat character but there are there is a there are characters like her um her species basically um hmm
0: so well, that makes sense like yeah bringing in different kinds of species Mylena's is freaky you know i always remember her. so i've seen lots of gameplay of mortal Kombat. um so like um i i'm i'm certainly plenty familiar with you know the the whole mortal Kombat thing but it's pretty easy to be a mortal Kombat dilettante yeah and and like, yeah i've watched countless videos on youtube related to um to video games and, and it's kind of like a hobby slash you know secret obsession of mine just yeah. you know I, I don't play video games much nowadays but i will sort of find it intriguing to you know learn new facts about video games development of video games because um, it is very animation centric too um, it's
1: such an interesting history of technology to... interactive, and, uh, and interact yeah,
0: an- um, animation, um, it, yeah, with like, you know, the, the various iterations of, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, Mylena was always this freaky character. I I forgot about the teleporting, but I you know the mouth <laughs> enlarging. Yeah. It wasn't as disturbing for me as like. Some similar body horror, like um, in the roll Doll" movie, uh, "The Witches," uh, because because it's just like the slit, and there's no blood or anything. It's just it's more. I don't know. For some reason, this is it's more palatable to me when it's like this alien like it- character, and and there is actual kind of like realistic. <laughs> I don't know gore effects surrounding it (laughs) that's fair
1: unhinged jaws is just kind of like one of those nope factor
0: things it Um, is yeah Um, it didn't really bug me here but um i I guess there was kind of a coolness factor with her character um that helped and that that was just like that's how she takes out her enemies (laughs) yeah the (laughs) jaws. um yeah um i was going to mention like the whole thought of using the circular shield this you know kung lao uses his hat of course he is adept at magic it's you know all these characters have to learn magic if they're going to compete in mortal combat um because that's you know they're fighting against beings from other realms um but it's like man you're really pushing it down to the wire here (laughs) um thankfully they all do so um but, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, I, I had a similar thing with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series. Um, and, of course, all the instances of Captain America's shield throughout the um, Avengers films. Um, Dustin, like, <clears throat> he's able to use this thing as a boomerang, sort of. I'm just wondering, like, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> did they ever do they establish in the mcu that he's got like a magnetic glove or something for the vibe specifically tuned to the vibranium shield i, can't
0: I th- yeah oh i thought um tony stark modified the shield at one point and this was shown unless okay. i'm imagining it and that that's would like, make a lot of sense like electromagnetically
1: rigged um that that that's the only thing that makes any sense at all if he just starts throwing this thing like a frisbee out of nowhere then you know whatever but yeah, uh, Kung I mean, Lao's uh, hat is specific his arcana is his hat yeah. uh, which, which you know Kano points out the absurdity of that it's it's good good stuff
0: well um, yeah and i guess what was, it, what was your question mainly about about the shield i was going to ask shield if you or... if you've watched the series falcon and the winter soldier no okay no i have not but
1: yeah so i don't think i'm going to watch any i don't think i'm going to watch any marvel stuff well anymore. if
0: you're going to keep I up don't... with the mcu in general you should it's it's really not i I don't think i want to uh, i don't think i care anymore after thanos hmm. i mean that's a fair point because it really it went out on kind of a very appropriate style um send off and now everything is just sort of trying to figure out where to go from here um yeah it's it's a definite um juncture point but it, it isn't that big of a commitment either i don't think to that, that's just my thing with mc Is like um I, and i genuinely enjoy it but a lot of this stuff you know it's, it's pretty easy to, to, to digest um but yeah falcon the winter soldier i don't know i made it through all six episodes um and yeah there's like crazy physics with the uh, shield that you can either kind of accept or accept that like there's some kind of sixth sense at play that they're able to tap into you know there's a yeah. world where superpower beings exist so like i don't know they're they're kind of basically just using some kind of mystical uh sense of uh, <laughs> you know
1: well, eyeballing. yeah, I mean, the, M- <laughs> the MCU does try to like distinguish between, you know, who's got magic, who's got tech, who's got something else, well, who's a god, who's a sorcerer, who's a enhanced person, who's a, well
0: know, what did so. the Sorcerer Supreme say to... Dr. Strange when he wanted to start learning she magic. She said
1: magic is science we just don't understand yet. I'll, I'm will i going to punch her in the
0: face. Um, no, she I- said, um, you know, how did you become a surgeon? Through uh, study oh. and practice. So, oh, yes. If you yes. want to learn these things, you, you know, you just have to <laughs> study and practice, you know, hard enough and eventually... Something you know,
1: if you throw a shield, if you throw a frisbee and practice hard enough, you'll it'll come back to you eventually. Um, (laughs) you
0: can learn how to perfectly ricochet, you can perfectly (laughs) (laughs) right. Um, of course, because it's adamant or no vibranium, it'll you know bounce at perfect angles and you know reliable in that sense, but I don't know, maybe it is remote control and it'll never. (laughs) <laughs> like wimple wobble and just crash out of control. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that is one feature of like the vibranium we're supposed to assume because there's like a scene where there's a fake shield and that doesn't behave in nearly the same way. That's so, yeah, which is cool. I love I I like the whole vibranium. <laughs> yeah, vibranium is just it's it's uh it's a friendly metal. Definitely. It, it yes. will return to you. It, uh, <laughs> but Shad, you know, Shadiversity should do a video on all the various weapons that have been used as boomerangs throughout pop culture, and of course, I, there's uh, got to be a boomerang video in there somewhere if he hasn't
1: already. I don't know if he. Ha- there are there are some boomerang videos on YouTube, I think, and, and they d- they really do work. Uh, the best, the only, the only real boomerang used as a boomerang as a weapon in a movie that i can think of is in the road warrior when that yeah kid actually chops someone's fingers off. mad
0: max 2 yeah oh wait yeah. is that mad max hey, Two? the road warrior, is the right? road Warrior. yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. you're right um yeah that's <laughs> that's the moment that immediately comes to other me. other than Sokka. um Sokka uses a boomerang which yeah. of course the
1: legend that is mr Sokka and he uses Avatar. it extremely effectively um
0: yeah well um th- and of course in like dynasty warriors samurai warriors every weapon is a boomerang <laughs> I I mean, almost every oh yes <laughs> almost every character has a move where they throw it's- their weapon that's something <laughs> and it comes back it comes back um it's let's see yeah, we've, we've talked probably plenty on this subject. I know you had, you had to get going. Yeah, some I one, but, going um, soon, but no, thanks for chatting. I, I've been I'm tired today, too. I'm ready for a nap. Um, so thanks to the listener, of course, for sticking with us through this sort of rambling. But, you know, this wasn't the most near and dear to our heart subject necessarily no but it's like my favorite movie of the
1: year so far i mean i think godzilla versus kong was and that this is the second movie i've seen Mm. since then so um i don't i don't even know what was oscar nominated this uh last year i haven't seen any of any of those so the
0: oscars yeah
1: yeah that happened didn't watch them um soul
0: won best um so oh good that's as it should um. um yeah, interestingly, the the character that was originally Sub Zero in the first Mortal Kombat is now known as Noob Cybot on the wiki. Uh, oh yes, like these characters go through these progressions, um, changes throughout the, you know, the franchise. And there's an interesting story to everyone. <laughs> it's like the Power Rangers, you know, one will go from you know the, the Green Ranger to the I don't know White Ranger to I, gosh. <laughs> now there's a franchise worth diving into. Um and to try to understand. <laughs> I just yeah, can't wait for the next Mortal Kombat. I mean, hopefully they they do it. Um and know, there isn't I'm like some kind of lack of enthusiasm with this because i don't even feel like they needed a ton of enthusiasm for, for No, this they just needed a
1: modicum of enthusiasm and and they set yeah. up so much like there's so many places it could go and there's so many more characters to meet and like you know, blanca
0: balrog m bison,
1: like- m. bison. <laughs> oh my gosh you're making these up um uh, <laughs> m bison is i know what
0: you did you know, Blanca, Balrog um, uh, well, Frick, what's the Is there really a character named Balrog? Yeah, from yeah the the, these are The interesting thing about those three characters is their names were like switched from the Japanese version M. Bison is a street fighter though M. Bison, yeah, yeah these are all three street fighter characters Oh um, Okay. M. Bison originally supposed to be you know, who came to be known as Balrog he's just a regular boxer dude um, okay. And they were going to name him M. M Tyson um, and, uh, after Mike Tyson, but that you know was too too similar. M. So Bison. <laughs> so they switched the names around for the characters. So now M. Bison is the guy with the you know the beret and the cape. Um, and I think he was originally going to be Blanca. Um and then Balrog was going to be you know who was. You know, today known as Blanca, and he's this kind of gruesome goblin character. I'm trying to think of the the blonde guy's name from, um, oh, Vang or like, uh, that... <laughs> he's he's got Guile, Guile, Guile. That's right. Uh, of course, Canon and Ryu, Cammy um, and uh, Chun Li, all these famous names. That's all. That's all Street Fighter. Uh, <laughs> Different. You know that better than I don't, I don't. I don't know that no. better than Mortal Kombat. Um, I don't know anything about Street Fighter. I, the like, I mean, we did Soul Calibur. That was like one of our, Soul first- ca- yeah, Soul Calibur was our, one of our first games we ever played. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting genre is not something I mean, I like moving around in open world. Fighting just yeah. feels restrictive. It does. It's so precise. People, there are people who enjoy that precision. I just, I'm too impatient, compulsive. I just, end up button mashing typically Yep. Um,
1: there are people who there are people who find the frame rate of moves or like how many frames a move takes so that they can perfectly time and you know counter
0: things it's yeah that's like this crazy captain america shield boomerang people are capable of pulling off with these games and it's like no that's no fun it's no sitting down for thousands of hours learning how to do this stuff is like no please i'll sit down
1: yeah getting good isn't fun people when are you going to
0: realize that like watching thousands of hours of youtube videos about this stuff because at least They're doing something different in each one. (laughs) Yeah. Repeating the same move over and over again, trying to get it just perfect. Stop Uh, metagaming, everyone. You're ruining (laughs) it for the
1: casuals.
0: Well, whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of, yeah, the gaming-related channels online that I have no interest in. Like, most Let's Plays and just just straight playthroughs of things, like, I, I don't have time. But, like, if they're actually doing a video essay sort of commenting on why something is significant within you know the the development of um you know the the video game technology right you know in general I that's interesting to me. That's interesting, but actually getting good that's something yeah that's... I don't know. I uh... yeah I like just <laughs> playing through the adventure and playing to the credits and you know if it was fun enough then maybe I'll give it a second playthrough. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I'm with you. Um all right. Well, Johnny Cage the most part. in the sequel um and of course <laughs> death is but a portal. So characters who, you know, seemingly died in this movie could always come back. Oh, they'll, they'll always be, they'll be back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And that's good. I, this is the
1: one context one type of movie where I'm like glad that they're all going to be back and that the death doesn't matter in this case because they, they it'll it'll matter eventually like they'll set up the they'll set up the context in which oh now it matters if you die like now if you die there's no back.
0: well hell exists in this world you know there's a realm that's sort of like hell and you know you oh can, yeah <laughs> um you I know never. if you're powerful enough you can master that to uh come back and seek revenge under the right circumstances as yeah he had to wait until that moment to finally escape hell to take
1: his vengeance on um
0: because c- uh, cole got his blood on the on the gardening tool that he uses that as the the chain whip oh is that what it was yeah it's so cool that the the tool it's used for gardening like because they always say you know the psi which is this ninja weapon you see everywhere like that's not actually a weapon it's a freaking gardening tool yes (laughs) many of many of them apparently
1: many of the ninja weapons were gardening tools i've heard or they were like they were farmers tools or something Mm -hmm. um that people adapted uh i didn't okay i didn't make the connection that uh cole getting his blood on it was what it took
0: to I, I guess because Raiden had summon. the the tool, the psi or whatever, and and gave it to Cole to use in his combat, um, just because it was his ancestral weapon. But then, yeah, he got his blood on it, and that allowed like you know connection to the the ancestor to allow him <laughs> to come and assist in the fight. Uh, a summon familiar, and it was a great fight. It was great all right well thanks dawson uh any any last thoughts uh or anything to plug no not really just go see mortal kombat it's it's cool all right <laughs> of course yeah no, it's not for kids adults you know no <laughs> but... unless
1: you're the people in the theater the second time who brought their babies to cry the whole oh, time um yeah i mean yeah no, they, had, they had toddlers in there with watching like their phones while the grown-ups watching the movie and i get it if you're a young parent you want to go see mortal Kombat, and you want it with even though you've got kids and what do you do yeah use your parental discre-
0: discretion discretion uh, um all right well Dawson, um das elke thank you for joining me on the Thoughtcast conversations about animation a little bit of a looser episode this time i'll see what next week has in store uh i've been philip elke And you can find the Thodcasts at Thodcast.com, various podcasting platforms as well. You know, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, types of things. And um, at Thodcasts on Instagram and Twitter, find me at Philip Elke, at Philip Elke on Twitter and Instagram. Um, In the end, we shall say, uh, Mortal Kombat. We didn't even mention the music. My goodness. Well, it's there and it's alive and well. Maybe we do another one or a redo or something. (laughs) Oh, no, it's fine. uh, Maybe I'll just use the music. Yes, (laughs) it was there. It was great. It was glorious. All right. Um, Have a magical day. Have a wonderful week. Warm hugs. Fatality. Perfect, perfect.